netcasting from Chicago, Los Angeles, and Sydney. You're listening to this week's FX Podcast from FXGuide.com. Hi, and welcome to this special FX podcast. I'm Mike Seymour, and we're about to cross live to the protest outside the Dolby Theatre in Hollywood, where for the second year in a row, the VFX industry is basically up in arms over subsidies and the working conditions that that's inflicted on people. And I'm joined right now by my business partners, Jeff and John, who are both down on the front line in Hollywood. Guys, how are you? Hey, good, Mike. Good to hear you. Thanks. Uh, us in here. So, so it's a little... Yeah, we're uh, down right before we get to... Uh... I'm sorry, are you there? Yeah, no, I'm going to say the audio is a little broken up, just so people understand, because we are literally recording this from... Uh, 521. From, from the front lines, and I hear that's, what, 521, that's the current count? Yep, Sam Edward just walked by, he's been keeping the official count, and it's 521. Right, and is that done the same time as it was last year, by putting an actual uh, green batch on people, so they can actually get an accurate count? Yep, we've got some rolls of green graphics tape, and one guy is manning the tape. Him and his son have been, uh, Sam and his son have been going around and making sure if they're in part of the march, putting a piece of green tape on them and uh, counting them very locally. And that way we have one person to go to to get the accurate count. So it's more working out again this year. Now, John, it seems to me that last year what we saw was a protest that was more uh, anger at what the situation was without any real focus as to a solution. I'm, I'm reading from the banners and from the stuff that you guys have both been posting that there's a more directed uh, sort of sentiment this year towards subsidies per se rather than just a general complaint about the state of the industry. Is that correct? Uh, I think that is. And, I mean, I'll actually give Daniel Way a lot of credit for that. And a lot of people actually a lot of credit for that of kind of keeping it very focused, um, keeping a focus on the problem of subsidies as really having a you know a horrible impact here in Los Angeles on the visual effects community. But the idea being that that tide can turn in a location that's using subsidies right now to get ahead. So you know places like Vancouver, London, New Zealand, if those go away, they can be very damaging for the industry. So it's very much not an us versus them type thing, which I think was really great here. It's about the idea that subsidies can be really damaging uh, to industries and don't create a really solid, robust industry or jobs. Now, Jeff, yeah, I, Mike, I mean, if I can jump in there, yeah. the, um, the thing I was going to say is last year was very last-minute organized. I mean, I literally wasn't going to come the night before because I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And you know, halfway through the early evening of the night before last year, I realized that this was really swelling. But it wasn't really as organized as this year. This year they had a meeting in Culver City last week with a bunch of people to make signs and talk specifically to the crowd about, you know, the focus of the meeting. Really, the whole the whole idea being to focus the protest and uh, on the subsidies and in particular on the countervailing duties uh, options that got a lot of traction this week in the press, too. I was going to ask you the uh, difference between last year and this year, um, because last year, as you say, was much more kind of spontaneous. Um, it seems like the numbers are bigger, but the weather is is sort of a uh, way worse. And I don't live in L.A., but I know that L.A. people generally don't like coming out when it rains. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, and it was spitting when we first got here, although I have to say it's been clear now for a while. Um, but still, you know, I mean, honestly, listening, I've lived in L.A. for 19 19- years now if you told me to go to hollywood during oscar week or oscar night i'd be like are you out of your mind i don't want to do that and that was a lot of my hesitation last year um but the good thing is it's a focused three-hour thing one to three people come do their thing they can still get home to do the oscar party and hopefully not have as a disappointing oscar party as last year with the uh, repeated snubs during the ceremony but the turnout's been good and the mood is really good and pe- people are a little angry but it's much more focused like you said 
So, John, uh, you've been uh, walking around down there. Just describe to me how it's uh, running. I presume you can't get very close to the actual Oscar ceremony per se for security reasons. Well, I wasn't here last year, but, you know, we can actually see some big tents down at the end a block away. We're at McCadden and Hollywood, for those of you familiar, in Los Angeles. So we're actually considerably closer than they were allowed to get last year. Yeah, last year they cut us off at Wilcox, Mike, which is a couple blocks back at least. Um, in fact, this year's completely different. Last year they had these streets all blocked off all the way up to Wilcox, and that's as far as we could go. This year they're letting us go all the way up. It's I think the street John just mentioned is a block before Highland, which is where the main Hollywood and Highland event is. Now, Jeff, there's been a rumor that the actual uh, Academy itself, who is, let's face it, got a large number of members that are in the VFX community, is uh, perhaps more receptive this year than last to not snubbing the VFX category. Um, is there any sense that uh, there might be something we're going to see in tonight's uh, actual presentation that is uh, less offensive than last year? I, I, you know, other than that one article, well, I think uh, David Cohen maybe in Variety, I think, I think I'm pretty sure it was in Variety, posted something that the Academy had said that they were going to try, they knew they had blown it last year and they were going to try to make it up this year. But other than that, I've heard nothing since that article. And some of the pictures we've seen have a very large green screen that's being signed by artists. Do you want to tell us what that's about and, uh, and how, how sort of uh, dense the uh, sentiment has been in terms of just the, the writing on the wall? Um, I honestly took a picture of that and kept walking. It was kind of midway point between the end where, where we were standing now and the beginning. And uh, there was a long line of people standing there with multiple markers trying to sign it. So I didn't get even a chance to sign it yet or, uh, or ask anybody about it. But it was pretty impressive. And Jeff may know better, Mike, but again, I wasn't here at the event last year. But it kind of struck me as, you know, people were a little bit worried to go out and have their face seen and, and talk publicly about this issue uh, for various reasons. And I got to say, a year later, that doesn't seem to be the case to me at all, especially, I mean, every single person was signing that banner as they walked by. Yeah, that's I mean, very that's true. Actually, it was that's a hitch in the line to get people, and I think people are, happy, you know, not happy, but proud to be able oh, to, yes. to help support uh, the movement to, to make things better. So, yeah, John, I there, think... there, sorry, I was going to say, John, there's uh, been a bunch of photos you guys have posted, and obviously people like Scott Squires have been uh, very much at the forefront of what's been happening over the last several years, not just the last 12 months. But there's actually quite a lot of other people that, uh, I guess, FX Guide listeners would know in terms of sort of leading VFX artists and researchers down there on the line. Yeah, a tremendous number of people. As, as Jeff mentioned, Sam Edwards, of course, is one of the uh, Flame Awards finalists and, and so forth, was... Uh, here uh, this year, uh, as, as he was last year, Paul Lambert was here. Yeah, Gene um, Warren, who won the Academy Award for the Abyss, is here again this year. He was here with us last year. Last year, he even brought the Oscar with him, which I thought was a clever idea. Hmm. Um, who else have we seen? I, I, literally, I've seen people with every company I've worked at, uh, and every a lot of people around town. I've, I, it's hard to even keep track of everybody. And, and it's not something where you could say, but this is pinned on one certain group, whether it's senior, junior, whatever. I mean, it really is, Mike, a broad spectrum of people. And I would also say in speaking with people, it's larger right now than visual effects. I think last year, um, frankly, you'd hear some stuff uh, from people doing motion graphics and stuff, kind of going, what's the deal? A green screen in your avatar is not going to help things. But you know what? I saw many people who I know whose full-time jobs is motion graphics also helping out and showing their support. Yeah, I don't that's think that's a year-over-year -year change. Oh, yeah, big time. And there's also, I, I don't think the sign has reached you yet, Mike, but one of the last photos I've uploaded was a, um, a sign that said audio supports VFX, and it was a guy from the audio department. Yeah, I'm going to say, where is this kind of directed at? Because uh, one could argue that the studios, if offered millions of dollars to film in, in sort of District X versus District Y, would actually be 
doing their shareholders a great disservice if they didn't take the free money. Is this directed at the studios? Is it directed at the governments that are offering the studios the money? Or is it directed at the VFX houses that are just, uh, you know, complicit in um, the system but uh, sort of at loss to do much about it? 534, by the way, is the latest count. Um, I think the best person to listen to is the Daniel Lay interview we did earlier. Um, I would say the, the, the protest is, ra- is focused on raising awareness on the fact that these subsidies are banned by the World Trade Court and there are remedies av- available to people uh, and they're trying to raise awareness um, to um, you know, shine a light on that on the problem so that people know you know, I, I talked to my friends back in Ohio on Facebook this week, and they saw me posting a lot about this. And one of my friends was like, what can we do to help? And I said, well, next time you see a movie shooting in your hometown, don't think how great this is. Think, I'm paying for this, because that's what's really happening. And that's the awareness we need to raise. That, And, and, and also, I think, keep an eye on the adaptvfx.org website in the next few weeks, because this is not ending today as the Life of Pi movie ended with. This is just the beginning. We really need to step up the efforts now to get the legal challenge on the countervailing duties. Um, you know, funded and up to speed and get the lawyers working full-time on that. John, it doesn't seem like any of this is actually directed at, say, the Gravity team or the this year's uh, VFX Oscar teams in the sense that this idea of subsidies and stuff isn't saying that, say, Gravity, which obviously was primarily done in Framestore or uh, done at Framestore in the UK, it's not directed no. at these people. This is just uh, something that is being used as a... The Oscars is being used as a platform to raise the issue. Is that... An accurate I think that, yeah, and I think that's been especially solidified over the year to focus on this, wow. where it is something that actually makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of really strong reasons outside of our industry. There are many other industries in the world impacted by this type of uh, subsidy as well. Um, so, yes, it's very much not directed against that. I mean, the reality is, and you talk to people, and the reality is, is people are going to take advantage of those things. As you mentioned, their shareholder value. They're companies that are going to be prudent and do certain things. But problem is it is not a level playing field. You're going to have unevenness in, in various uh, exchange rates and things like that. There's going to be unevenness out there. But this is one that just truly stacks the deck unfairly. Uh, and that's where that aim is uh, going, to actually try and get some legal action to enforce that. And your point is very valid, Mike, that the studios are, are absolutely doing what they should be doing. If you watch that Milken Institute um, panel from the other night, the guy from the studio there from Fox, he said, we have no choice. This is how we fund our movies. This is what we do. So it's absolutely part of the part of the operation. But as a wise person always says, it's the way you do it until you don't do it that way anymore. So we're just trying to raise awareness that there are options available, there are remedies available. Um, you know, there's states in the United States. This has nothing to do with between states. I mean, Louisiana, um, New York, there's a bunch of states in the U.S. that are actively hurting the California industry as well. And look, we don't want all the industry in California. That's not what any person involved with this organization is saying. What we're saying is we just don't think that it's fair that we have to compete with a, you know, a 60% rebate on salaries or, or even that, you know, even 30%. You know, how do you compete against that? You can't. Yeah, and if you think it is an L.A. thing, even within the commercial industry, I've, we fought that in Chicago against L.A. So, I mean, it's just a problem that surfaces and really creates an uneven playing, uneven playing field. Now, Jeff, you've been uh, covering this story for FX Guide for some time and been very closely associated with those that have been the organisers. I'm going to ask you this question. We, we are, in a sense, I'm guessing, speaking uh, or preaching to the choir in that I imagine most of the FX Guide audience is... Uh, heavily in favour of a more level playing field and certainly um, very aware of the issues. What other media coverage is uh, is happening of this protest? Because surely beyond FX Guide, the, the 
group that's organising this would love to see a, a wider media coverage. Is there any other media down there? Well, the only ones I know for sure is I've seen David Cohen from Variety and Carolyn from uh, The Hollywood Reporter. But if we can look at last year as an example, I mean, even before this year, Daniel Lay has appeared on CBC. He's been on uh, BBC. Um, he's done an interview locally, I believe. Um, and last year, this, this story went on for two weeks, three weeks afterward. Scott Ross, Scott Squires, um, this was before Daniel was out as VFX Soldier. They were out doing interviews for weeks afterward, really addressing this on Bloomberg and all sorts of stuff. So I anticipate that, you know, that we're getting the attention from the media. You know, we will, that'll continue again this year after, after the event even happens. Yeah, one of the things that we discussed on the VFX show on FX Guide uh, last week, and that's available for download, is that um, there is this issue that will be related this year in terms of the Oscars, which is cinematography. Because one of the sort of uh, touch powder points last year, touch paper points, was that uh, the cinematography Oscar was awarded to Life of Pine. There's a sort of sense that a great uh, contribution was made by the VFX artist, not acknowledged at that time by the, uh, the cinematographer that won it. This is particularly going to be the case again this year. If, <clears throat> if cinematography goes uh, best Oscar to, uh, to Gravity, then we're going to see sort of the same issue come up again. Do you think that there's a, there's a chance that we're going to see a repeat of last year, Jeff? I don't think so. Um, I, I certainly, we certainly know that. Um, hang on, just one second here, Mike. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I was standing here earlier, and some guy with a top hat walked by. I'm like, "Yep, it's Hollywood." Anyway, um, I don't think we'll see a repeat of that this year as much, Mike. Uh, from what I've heard, I mean, I know that there was an article recently, an unfortunate article in the Guardian where Tim Weber was quoted, and uh, the quote was eventually removed after they complained, I guess. Uh, and I, actually, I was really proud today that people didn't use that as a hammer on any signs here. There was no mention of that uh, that incident at all, uh, because I think people are more focused on the solidarity and unity. And, you know, this is really, and this is the hard part for people to understand, I think. They think, oh, LA's people are out there, you know, whining and really trying to keep all the work. It's like, that's not the case at all, but, you know... We all have a lot of friends here in L.A. who are currently living in London, currently living in Vancouver, or who've been told, your job doesn't exist here anymore. If you want your job, you have to move to Vancouver. That's been told to multiple people at multiple companies here in L.A., and that's a horrible situation for people with kids, people with families, for anybody, really. Why should, why should they have to move to chase these subsidies? John, I guess one of the things that's the telltale sign that this isn't the standard case of stuff being um, exported to cheaper labour, the fact this isn't a story about uh, just having stuff going to China and India because they're willing to work for less, is that what we're talking about here is work lost to countries that, let's face it, are pretty expensive to live in. I mean, London's not exactly a cheap, uh, low labour cost uh, sort of sweatshop kind of environment, now is it? No, Vancouver isn't either as well. It's uh, it certainly not the case. And, and that's the point, again, you, we talked about it earlier a bit, and you're going to have natural uh, inequities that just happen because of currency exchange, living rates, cost of living, and things like that. But this just, again, so stacks the deck in the favor that it's making it affordable to, to do that in those cities. And LA's not cheap either. No, LA's not cheap either. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the sad part is that the entire... Uh, discussion about working conditions for artists worldwide has had to kind of take a back seat because this issue has just been so huge and so devastating to people here. So, and well, people, and, uh, anyway. Guys, thanks so much for talking to us. Um, we're going to uh, continue with our coverage. Uh, we're going to be posting this up online within about 20 minutes of it 
being recorded, but uh, there's more stuff available on FX Guide. Uh, if you go there on the homepage, there's our coverage. The guys have been uh, posting photographs as well as interviews. Uh, Jeff, just want to tell us those two interviews that are um, additionally uh, in the, the FX oh. Guide story. Yeah, we, we did an interview earlier with Daniel Lay, who was principal organizer of this event uh, this year. Um, VFX Soldier, formerly known as VFX Soldier, um, still known as VFX Soldier. And he talks specifically about some of the questions you asked about what the purpose of the rally is and what we're trying to achieve. And then the other one is a, a, a person I wanted to meet for a really long time. There's an artist, Jesse Mesa Tovez, who uh, worked at Rhythm and Hughes for a while and um, has been in and around the visual effects people for years. And he's a cartoonist and illustrator, and he's done just spectacular work. Um, including a cartoon a day for the entire week before the Oscars. Um, very pointed, very direct, very on target to the whole subsidies issue and visual effects artist issues all the way back to last year, all the way back to last year's um, right after the Oscars. And he talks about that in the interviews. So I hope people will check that out because he's been just a great friend of the visual effects community and uh, deserves a lot of attention and respect. Right, I'll just give you a sip of those interviews right now, and if you want to hear the whole story, uh, cross back over to FX Guide where you can download. Uh, they, they are not in our FX podcast feed. Those uh, full interviews are only available on the site. Got up here with Daniel Lay, otherwise known as VFX Soldier, here on the corner. How are you doing, Daniel? Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Sure. Well, I'm pretty sure if they read my blog and they've seen me on Twitter, they know how much I talk about the subsidy race to the bottom in the visual effects industry. There's a reason why so many companies are going out of business here in L.A., it's because we don't offer the kind of subsidies they offer. The problem is, while we're all for globalization, there are rules of globalization. And that is that any imported digital products that harm a domestic industry that is subsidized, we're allowed to place a duty on that. And that's what we want to do. We want to level the playing field. Because right now, the subsidy race has been so drastic, it's completely sucked out all the air for us to breathe in here in L.A. We're, we're all for sharing the work, but... We have, to, we have to have a level playing field. So we're here at Hollywood and Vine already, and we ran into Jesse Tovez, who's been doing a lot of the, uh, if you've seen a lot of the uh, cartoons that have been illustrating the plight of uh, the industry. Everybody's aware. It's, top, it's on the tip of everybody's tongue. You've got to keep people, you've got to get remind them the whole time that this problem is not going away. There's a lot of people all over the world. It kind of freaks me out. There's guys in London, guys from Glasgow that I've been in touch with, you know, of course, people in India, you know, people in Singapore, you know, it went global in a weird way. I mean, it's a small community, but, you know, everybody can appreciate these issues because everybody still loves doing the work. Okay, John, uh, Jeff, thanks so much. Um, look, what's the schedule of events? We're talking to you now as I make it about uh, 20 past three in L.A., um, the Oscars are scheduled, I presume, to start in a couple of hours. Is this going to continue as is? Is it growing? What, what well, are we doing the next few hours? No, 3 o'clock is the cutoff. People are starting to wander away now. Um, you know, there's still some people gathered in places. I'm sure some of the bars around here will make some visual effects money tonight. Um, you know, the, the nice thing is the pre-show started before we left the house, by the way, in, in L.A. So that was pretty funny. I was sitting there going, wait, the pre-show started already? We're not even marching yet. But yeah, it's it, it'll be it's over a half hour ago, so we'll start getting cleared out here. I'm sure right after this. Well, thanks so much for your coverage from the front lines, guys. We really appreciate it. As I, I know, the community has a very serious issue, one that certainly deserves uh, discussion and attention. That's it for this special FX podcast. I'm Mike Seymour. As I said, check it out. More of our coverage over at fxguide.com. Please let us know if you have any suggestions for stories or future podcasts. You can reach us by clicking the Contact Us link at the top of the homepage. This podcast is copyright FX Guide, LLC. 
broadcast or redistribution is prohibited without the expressed written consent of FX Guide.